Hey there, patrons. Welcome to your bonus content. This is episode uh, 266, bonus Alice Argo. Um, extended interview, bonus interview, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I needed this interview so bad. So I, I didn't, I, I, I think I alluded to this in the main podcast, but I want to talk about it again because I just listened to this this segment again and I remember why it was so meaningful to me. I I came back from Patreon uh, or Patreon last uh, like a couple days before I interviewed Allison and I have to tell you I was so energized and and, and um excited about Patreon like and I came out of it feeling so um uh enthusiastic about the ability the potential to build a a business around my creative work to to find a way to to have this be the thing that I do and um gather people who wanted to be in this community around my work. And and the thing that was so beautiful about being at Patreon was that I was surrounded by people that said, what are you making? What is What are you creating? And you know, that doesn't happen a lot. Like for me, especially at my advanced age <laughs> of 49, like it's not, it, people, the, uh, there's a certain amount of um, patronizing that, that people do. And I don't think they're even aware of it. When you tell them, you know, that I, I say that, oh, I do this podcast and I'm making these multimedia performance art shows and I made a book and I made another book and I'm making zines and I'm creating music. People still sort of, oh, I, they, they give you like, like, oh, that's so sweet what you do. Or, or <laughs> there's also a level of like, oh, I wish I was that brave. And like, no, like motherfucker, I'm just trying to do my thing. Like, I don't know how to explain that. And partly, I wrote about it a lot in this blog post on my on my website uh, on michaelheron.com. Uh, just the idea of like you know growing up this creative kid who adults and society are telling you like oh it's real cute that you like to do that but don't try to make your life around it like you get that message a lot and that message did not exist at Patreon. So then I came back home and it was like oh yeah it's New York City amazing and I have a great life here. Um, but it was sad. I felt really sad coming back to like, oh, this is the place where I have to try to explain to people <laughs> why I live my life the way I do or feel guilty about living the life the way I do because it's not like, it's not a financially responsible way to live a life, you know, like, and, the, or, or, or it, it's, it, it's not motivated by income, like clearly. <laughs> so it, I was down like the day after I got back I was down and add to that the fact I'm dating somebody for the first time in like a really long time I, I can't remember if I've really talked about it but I'm navigating that too and it's very challenging I'm discovering like a lot of issues I have and you know we're um like six months into this thing and like it's sort of the time of like all right so looks like we're gonna stick with this how do we make these parts that don't exactly fit? How are we going to make those work? So uh, it's since even this conversation with Alice and I've had some more new awakenings. I've started therapy. I started therapy several months ago. Anyway, wow, I'm telling you a lot. The, the, the takeaway is I was like walking around like a zombie for there was a day in there that I was just like, what? Why? How? Why? Why is this what's happening right now? Like there's a lot. I'm digging up a lot. Um, and that's that's exactly what I should be doing. And the, there are gifts to that and, and I welcome, but I was forgetting about the gifts and that's what Allison reminded me of. And it reminded me that what I'm doing has a purpose. 
um, I, it's what I feel passionate about and what, you know, all of it, like the, all of the things I'm doing, trying to get Patreon off the ground so that I can do more of this work, digging into this relationship where I feel really like I have issues <laughs> and I feel really fucked up a, a lot of the time. Um, over things that I'm making up, over things I'm not making up, over things I think I'm making up, and then I realize oh, no, I'm not making that up. And then I'm like digging into why I feel these like intense feelings of anxiety about relationships. So anyway, I have a lot going on internally right now, and it's fucking hard. But there's gifts and 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 gifts that I would not have access to were I not the type of person to dig in like this. And I spent a solid twenty years avoiding digging in and avoiding being close to people and that was a big period where i didn't learn anything and wow i am really talking a lot so um anyway that's why this interview was so important to me and why it really um gave me some new hope or reminded me of hope uh so allison i am sending i think allison's going to hear this so thank you allison for for being the light that you are thank you patrons who are listening to this for believing in this thing that I have a hard time believing that I want to do, you know, like that. I, I don't believe a lot of the time that it's worth, Oh my God, I'm getting these email messages and they're so loud. Stop it. Stop it. I don't know if you could hear those. Sorry if you could. Um, they were so loud right in my ears. So anyway, um, thank you, Allison. Thank you. Patrons. Thank you. Patreon. Thank you. You know, yeah, thank you for being here. And as always, let me know what you want to see happening with these bonus podcasts. I think the next podcast is going to be the next bonus one. I'm going to read the zine that you all, um, $10 and up people will be getting in the mail and $5 people, um, there'll be a download of it. Uh, so you can get a digital copy of that zine and always, always, always keep me posted on how you feel about all these things. Little side note, Reddit. Um, I started a subreddit. If you're a Redditor, I'm not. I'm just starting to figure it out. Um, there's an integration that I learned about at uh, Patreon uh, where uh, I started a subreddit, Michael Heron subreddit. So it's like I'm trying to find a way to build a community because it seems like uh, Patreon isn't doesn't work like that for people very well. Like people who have tens of thousands of patrons, I think it works for. But people like me with like a like 128, I think is what I have right now. Um, it, it's not as uh, it, it, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying out different things and this integration was happening. So anyway, if you are someone who uses Reddit, um, stop by um, the subreddit, Michael Heron, and you can post it there and you get a little special thing should show up next to your name indicating that you're a patron. So that was a, wow, that's how I want these to start. That's how I want my, these bonus podcasts. And I hope that you like that too. Uh, I just like sharing and this is like a, small safe place of people that i know believe in this thing so i can talk about like what how fucked up i feel about everything <laughs> but i say that in such a in a uh energized and welcoming way right like i i spent <laughs> i spent a couple of days this week full of anxiety and fear and doubt and not able to sleep like that's the kind of thing that i'm going through but i'm also like diving in to like emotions and and uh, my history and 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 it's gonna be great, but fuck man, it's hard right now. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Anyway, um, thank you for listening to this. I said thank you a lot of times already. Let's get right over to Allison. Uh, you're gonna love this. All right, here's Allison. 
Hello, patrons. Welcome to your bonus content. Um, Allison Argo is joining me. I hope you heard the main interview with her. We talked about a lot, including her latest film, The Last Pig. Um, she is here to give us some juicy tidbits just for patrons um, about Allison Argo. So thanks again for joining me, Allison. Thank you for having me and, and uh, giving me a platform to talk about these things. There's there's an another layer to the film The Last Pig uh, that you sort of get it, but I think the backstory helps you understand it more. Um, The farmer, Bob Comas, who's just an absolutely extraordinary human being, he has struggled with mental health issues his whole life, um, anxiety and depression. And during the time that he was raising the pigs, he he, he said he was the healthiest he's ever been because, you know, he had a reason to get up in the morning. He loved the pigs. Um, he had a responsibility to care for them. And by being kind to the pigs, he was kinder to himself, interestingly enough. So he talks about that. When um, when I was trying to talk him into letting me document his story, um, I went, I drove up. He said, I asked him, could could I drive up and meet you? And could could the cinematographer, who I think would be really wonderful for this film, also come and meet us there? So he said, okay. And I said, no obligation. So we each, Joe drove from Portland. I drove from Cape Cod. It was, you know, four and a half hour drive. And we got up there and we sat out and talked with him. And um, he finally said, you know, first he was like, mm, I don't really think I've, I'm interested in this. And I had a bad experience once with a filmmaker and I'm, I, I'm really not. But we talked about how important this story is and how much good it can do by, by sharing it with the public. So finally he said, OK, but on, only under one condition. You have to understand that I have mental health issues and it could be that you come here to film one month and I can't get out of bed and you have to be willing to accept that I don't want that responsibility of letting you down and I thought about it Joe thought about it and we both decided to take the risk and he he was fantastic the whole time he I think maybe it was a good thing having the camaraderie having us there with him as he went through this really difficult transition but I I can share this story because Bob feels very strongly that you know any kind of mental health problems should not be closeted they shouldn't be locked away in a dark closet that you know many of us are walking around with problems like this and that it shouldn't be taboo. You should be able to openly talk about them. And so I, I really admire him and am grateful that he that he has allowed me to speak more freely about about these things that so many of us struggle with. That, uh, uh, th- yeah, I'm really happy to hear that level of the story too. It makes me curious about um, what, what, I, I it's so hard to understand like me making the transition to veganism was i i not as much as i used to but especially right when i went vegan i experienced a lot of guilt about the times i knew there was a period that i knew i need to go vegan and i just Mm -hmm. didn't do it it seemed too hard too inconvenient and i looked back at those times with tremendous guilt about you know but then to be in his position with the pigs having to still send them to slaughter because 
there's just no other choice and knowing that it was not the right thing to do like it's that is yeah it, it feels like that would be torture and then already having mental health issues yeah it was torturous i mean that is the right word for it um he he is still so riddled with guilt i mean he he says that he is haunted by the ghosts of 2000 pigs that that's the amount that he slaughtered over the course of 10 years which you know when you look at a factory farm 2000 are killed in an hour or two so it's not you know in that sense it's not a lot but it's a lot of souls that he carries um the weight of and i went back to see him about you know eight months after we finished filming and after he'd he'd taken the last pigs to slaughter and the hillside where most of the pigs had lived was totally overgrown i mean nature had just taken it back he said that he didn't have it in his heart to even go up there he was just too too filled with guilt um and of course that doesn't i don't know there really isn't a lot of benefit from feeling guilt but i maybe there is a reason and it keeps us from committing crimes i feel complicit in that i actually filmed with joe in the slaughterhouse and i didn't you know i don't think i could have stopped it but i didn't stop it and therefore i feel like i've got some of their blood on my hands and all i can say is that every time i watched the film and of course i've seen it gazillion million times um i just apologize to the pigs and i say i hope that i can i hope that the sacrifice that you make made will make a difference for those to come and you know that's the best i can do but i have a heavy heart just from just from being a part of it yeah it's uh speaking of mental health issues i guess right like i mean that's a big part of what what we do as people who uh, I, you know i put myself in a lot of these situations partly to just raise my voice and be a voice for people who's or people, I guess, yeah, there are people who, who yeah. whose voices we don't listen to, but we witness a lot, and we mm. and a lot of things we can't change. I, I, maybe that's a maybe that's a good uh, last question. How do you have like a coping style or something that you do to make sure you're taking care of yourself when we have these feelings of guilt or, you know, the the heavy heart that you talk about from mm. from witnessing and not, you know, doing something and. It, honestly, like there really wasn't anything you could have done outside of, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Outside of getting thrown off the premises, probably. Yeah. But, and then you wouldn't have been able to tell the story that is so powerful. Right. Oh, you know, I, I, I acknowledge those feelings and I think, I think they're real. And I think I welcome them in a way just because, I mean, I, I don't want them to make it impossible for me to get out of bed in the morning. But I think they are a reflection of my conscience and my consciousness. And so I don't want to quell those voices. I don't want to silence those voices because I think they're an important part of of me and and my conscience. And but but you also have to move beyond them. It's it's like Yes, 
I that, that makes me feel really bad. <sighs> okay, mm. now let's get to work. <laughs> you know, yeah, Again, it's not about you. Get to work. <laughs> Get yeah. over yourself and get back. <laughs> I was just thinking that it brings us back to where we started at the beginning of the main interview, which was, you know, we have these uh, awarenesses and a conscience, and that's something to be grateful for. It brings us sadness and uh, frustration and hopelessness a lot of the time, but, but it's, it's something to be grateful for, to be open-hearted. Yeah. And then just not to, not to stay stuck there and, and beat yourself up. You know, don't throw yourself on the in the washing machine and <laughs> get <laughs> thumped to death. You know, do do move on. You know, say hello. Yeah, of course you feel bad. You know, be be as kind to yourself as you'd be to your you know neighbor. Um, yeah, of course you feel bad, but that's good that you're human. And let's try to make it up to the rest of the pigs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I needed this conversation so much. I'm so glad we got to talk. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Sometimes things come out of your mouth when somebody asks you a question that you're like, oh, I didn't know. I thought, oh, yeah, I do believe that. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you, thank you, Michael. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, for sure. Um, thank you for joining me.